Hey everybody, welcome to the Faith Church Peshtigo podcast. My name is Christoph, joined this morning or this afternoon or whenever you're listening to this uh, by Pastor Jeff. Hey Jeff. Hey Christoph, it's good to be with you, man. How's yeah. it going this morning? I couldn't bring myself to call you Clo-Cheesy Clo- or whatever it right, is. Right, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> every time, every time I'm like, this is going to be the one where he doesn't call Jeff that. Every, every time he goes with it, it's good. Um, anyways, I'm doing, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Did you even ask me how I was doing? I did. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I'm well, I, you know, it's funny. I'm sure we're all feeling the, the briskness of these mornings. It's interesting how quickly it feels like it has changed. And we all know in a few months, this will feel wonderful. Yeah. Like we're going to be above freezing today. Right. Yep. But it's still interesting. And I, I went out for a quick walk, like 25 minute walk after I got into church this morning and just to pray and to think, and I was amazed at how refreshing the cold ended up being. To me, I had to put a hat on, right, and gloves, right, but right. it's just beautiful right now. Like, the leaves are popping, the ones that are still in the trees, and then some yards are just full of red. I don't know. I, I Yeah, so I'm feeling great about the day. I'm thankful that God made it the way he did. I was even feeling this morning, you know, you have these moments where you just recognize his mercies, and I felt like I had that this morning, and I'm just thankful to his spirit, because he does that in our heart. Oh, yeah. When totally. we do that. Even the taste of coffee this morning, I was like, I'm just thankful it tastes this way. Oh, man. Right? It's, it, it's, it is a blessing just to have that mentality. Like, there are some mornings where you don't have that mentality. No. It feels kind of the exact opposite, where it's like, this coffee is not good enough, and it's cold, and I miss summer, and um, to just kind of take that and to, to flip it into, hey, here's where the blessing in this is. Yeah. I appreciate that, Jeff. So how are you, though? Good. Good. Good, yeah. I, Wednesday mornings, I get to go and play Ultimate over at the high school. Uh, we've got a group of students that go and then a, a group of adults, and we usually play adults versus students. And it's it's pretty even, honestly, between the two. Uh, for, for the first, like... Ultimate Frisbee, right? Ultimate Frisbee, yeah, yes. which if you've never played Ultimate Frisbee... It's kind of like football, but with a frisbee, and it's very fast paced. That's kind of the a lot best of way. running. Get yeah. your heart going. Yeah, and uh, I I love it. And we play inside of the gym, so you can play off of the walls and stuff. And uh, uh, it's pretty even. But this morning, the adults like we we took both games. We played two games. Wow. And we we took both games pretty pretty decidedly. So good it was, job. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was it was a good morning. But I, I do have a, I have a question before we dive into the sermon. I, I have a, a burning question. I like I, I don't think I've ever asked you this question. Oh boy, this here we a go. Really important one. <laughs> Pumpkin spice things. What are your thoughts? I like pumpkin spice things. Like, is that what you mean? Like, do you go out of your way when it's fall to get like you know pumpkin spice? Latte I will. Or yes, I had one, but I, I'm not like an everyday. But I had one last week actually, um, on my birthday. What is like your they had favorite drink, right? pumpkin flavored thing? I think actually pumpkin like bread. Like Ooh. if someone makes a pumpkin bread yeah. or a pumpkin muffin. Oh my, I think that is wonderful. Did you have so one I of like the pumpkin it. scones that Leslie made? I did not yet, did not. no, okay. but I saw them and they look wonderful. They looked so wonderful that I thought, I wonder if that if I should eat that right yeah, now. Yeah, I was a little you know worried I mean? that if I ate one, it, it, there's going to be more exactly. that, that quickly follow. Exactly. I love Leslie uh, is such a good man. She can really bake things, you oh, know, yeah. and she brings oh, yeah. them in like that. Thank you, Leslie, if you're listening to this. Yeah. We all love that. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I love it. Um, Yeah, I, I love... um. Pumpkin donuts. Ooh. Yeah, pumpkin donuts are Where do you get a so pumpkin good. donut? I haven't had one this season. Okay. So I don't I don't I don't know where to get one okay. like right now, but I mean most donut places they'll do pumpkin flavored donuts just but but I'm with you. Pumpkin uh pumpkin flavored baked goods. Um and of course like the the ultimate is is pumpkin pie, right? Of course. Like, I love yes. I love pumpkin pie. Um I am so looking forward to Thanksgiving 
just we used to sorry this is like a total side story but those who have been at faith for a number of years will remember my brother max who uh, was uh, uh intern for a while and is been a part of faith and now he's he's pastoring in appleton um but max was legendary hmm. growing up for eating pumpkin pie so much so we would go down to chicago every year to have our family uh thanksgiving and 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 they would bake him a pumpkin pie just for him wow for 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 it was he would he would split it between like thursday and friday but that was his pumpkin pie you didn't touch max's pumpkin pie <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man! Yeah, that's his. That's his uh, jam. I think actually somebody gave him a pumpkin pie for his birthday, which his birthday is in July. So I remember going to, like to his house for for his birthday this year, and there's a pumpkin pie in the middle of July sitting there. So I do like pumpkin pie. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Tis the season for pumpkin things. I don't care what anyone says. Pause on the Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Enjoy pumpkin spice things and flannel and all the good things that fall brings. I have and, to confess then something i no, last Jeff. week an album came out from one of my favorite bands and they i didn't know it was coming out and it's a christmas one was and, it the uh, citizens one no no i, I think they, they came, i think they came out with the christmas wow one. well that's yeah. exciting we could do a whole radio show oh on we could obscure we, yeah. bands but yeah. so i did listen to some and i found my heart already stirred greatly so i if you're out there thinking well i like to listen to it before thanksgiving i'm with you but i do understand the sentiment of let's wait till we get closer yeah but, yeah but yeah, I enjoyed some last Friday because that's CD release day. That's all. You'll have to I share with me on. who it is I because I will. I'm sure it's it's always funny to me when whenever uh, Jay, especially because you, Robbie, and I are all kind of into the same style yes. and genre and history of music. <laughs> Every Jay mentions like emo or indie or any of those, and we're like, yeah, I don't think you actually know what that is, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> if you're listening right now, Jay, I love you. So. I feel like he's going to come back and give me a hard time for making fun of music stuff. He, I guarantee he's, he's got a great taste I in music. I guarantee it. <laughs> it's just, it's okay. Anyways, I'm digging myself a hole here. Let's talk about the sermon on Sunday. Yeah. Let's do that. We get, we get a chance. It's not too often that you and I get a chance to do the podcast together. No. Um, it's it, actually, it's probably twice a year when Robbie and Jay are both off doing seminary related stuff and uh, you and I are back here in the office. And so here I love we are. It. I love it. I'm, I'm happy to be doing this. So the sermon was continuing this series right on basics yep and uh it was measurement which is a really important question when we're thinking about discipleship and following jesus like what does it look like when it's going well and how like what is our aim that's another way of saying it like what are we going after right both i think individually as we follow him but then i as a group as a as a church so that's what jay's sermon on sunday was was trying to capture in a short amount of time. It's a big question and, and there's a lot to unpack. It's so interesting. But. It sounds like you're coming at it. So I'm thinking about it here. Let me give a little imagery. I'm thinking about it as if like we looked at measuring like a measuring stick, right? Like a yardstick. And it feels to me like you are standing at the beginning of the yardstick looking forward and going, this is what we're aiming for. This is the direction. And you're looking down, you're seeing all the the notches in it. You're seeing the, you know, uh, one foot, two foot, three foot, you know, yard. For me, the big thing that challenged me was actually the opposite. I was thinking of it from the other end of the yardstick, evaluating the last three feet of whatever, you know, just happened. Because I think that that was also a big part of talking about measuring. And there seems to be kind of this this dual part of it, right? That there's Definitely. what we're aiming for and then also what we're using as our uh, gauge for evaluating what has what has already happened yes um so let, let's talk about first of all what we're aiming for then like let's start let's start from that direction and then maybe we can come from yeah. the other direction 
Um, but when when you when you think about that, when you think about um, starting from the beginning of the the measuring stick, starting from the beginning, and you're thinking about discipleship, you're thinking about um, mission and and method. Like, what are what what are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, the two sides of that coin are like I like the yardstick. That's great for me. This is just for me, but I think of so when I get up in the morning and I'm and I'm thinking, okay, I want to walk with Jesus today as his disciple what am I headed towards? And then at the end of my day, I'm thinking, so how did that go? Sure. <laughs> right? Right. So that's the two sides. Um, so when I get up in the morning and when you get up in the morning, when any of us get up, I really think, um, you know, God is just showering love on us, right? This morning, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end from lamentations was running through my mind as I was, you know, waking up and trying to connect yeah. with Jesus. And, I think along with his showering love on us, what he wants for us as we start our day is Christ-likeness, increased resemblance of Jesus, you know, in his, in his doing, yes, but in his thinking, in his feeling, and I think in his ability to draw power and strength from the kingdom of God. So I, I would say that's like the aim okay. of my, of the day is, is walking closely with him and, learning from him how to live in that kingdom. So resembling him more and more. So what you, you kind of mentioned like one specific thing and it was, it was funny to me. This is just different lifestyles, right? You said, you know, wake up and this is what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. I woke up this morning and my thought was, Hey, my five month old who is kind of whining right now, is it a dirty diaper? Is he hungry? Did the nook fall out? (laughs) That's that's where my mind went first thing in this morning. Uh, First thing in the morning, you're talking about uh, first thing in the morning, your mind is thinking um, God's mercies. You're thinking about, um, the grace that he has shown you, H- how do you, how do you do that? Like hmm. w- what, uh, what helps motivate that in the morning? That's a great question. I mean, for, for me, the motivation is desperation to be very honest. That rhymed. That was good. Uh, yeah. I feel like I can make a, a youth ministry <laughs> point out of that. Maybe that's going to be on an album someday. Yeah. Uh, it's really desperation. And what I mean by that is I wake up feeling great need for mercy and great need for God for my day. And uh, to be, I mean, to frame mine very, very specifically for me this morning, first it was puppy barking, waking me up, Augie, sure. Augmeister. Yeah. He woke me up. So I heard that first and I thought, uh, go back to sleep, Augie. It's not time to get up. So I got up. But then after my second sip of coffee, right, right. <laughs> I'm like, I need you, God, so much today because I'm going to be an anxious wreck. Right. I'm not going to resemble Jesus. You know, I'm going to forget who I am and what my day is supposed to be about. So I guess for me, the motivation is desperation for him and for him to show up. I know he's there. I just have to be aware. And so this morning, for whatever reason, as I actually was reading 2 Peter, or 1 Peter chapter 2, sorry, from our reading plan, and that Lamentations passage came into my mind. Mm. Um, 1 Peter 2 is talking about our redemption a lot and how we are... I would say vessels of love and mercy. Like he showers it on us to show how good he is. So for me, that's where it comes from. I don't know if I answered that. You can ask another question. No, that's helpful. Let me, I, if I can unpack that a little yeah. bit. It, it's, it sounds like, and, and I love like sim, simple, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's funny to me how we overcomplicate things, but we have to say it over and over and over again because it really is simple. It's not easy, but it's simple, right? Not complicated, but it is his heart. It, prayer and time in God's word. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I shouldn't say that that's, it's, it's always hard, but I think sometimes we look at that and especially if you're not in the regular rhythm of doing it, it can feel like that. It can feel difficult. It can feel, um, but that, that's kind of what I heard coming out of your morning is like, well, you were in first Peter chapter two and you were taking time to not just read it, but you were communicating with God, what this was stirring in your heart. You know, there's, there was the prayer, um, to that as well. Um, yes. and, and it's funny to even connect that back 10 minutes back. You were talking about how things this morning to you. Uh, we're just reminding you of God's mercy and grace. Yes. Like there's the connection, right? It is. There's the the kickoff to the morning. There's the goal. There's the aim. And as you're walking down that measuring stick, right, you started it off right. And so what a, what a blessing. Well, I know that I my day is so different and our days are different when we are aware of God's presence with us. And we are only aware of what we put our attention on. That's just very, again, very mm. simple. What we put our attention on. So like my dog barking I'm very aware then of his bark and his presence because my attention is there. I think it's very similar for us with God. When our attention is on him, then we can experience an awareness of his presence that we know is true all the time. And I mean, not every day is that great. I mean, today was a really good morning for me. Not every day is like that. Some days I find myself so rushed as I'm getting going that maybe I have time for like two minutes of prayer. You know, it, it just depends. Today just happened to be one that was, I just felt really blessed by him for what it was. Um, yeah, so I, I guess, again, getting back to your original question on measurement and the goal and aim, I would say, again, just to re- reemphasize it, it's growth in Christ-likeness. And Jay unpacked, like, the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Um, the list goes on. One thing I would encourage, and one thing has really like stimulated my thinking and imagination for that in my own life, is to really ruminate and slow down on each one of those fruits and think about what they really are. Because I think there are words that um, we we can use a lot, like even the word love. But when we slow down and really think about what that means for us and what that would look like in our life, to me, that's when that becomes powerful. Right. Like what is the tangible version? Exactly. Not just the, um, it's, you know, we put it on a a nice wall decoration and slap it up on the wall, but what does that actually look like tangibly? What does it look like for me to have joy? You know, I I agree with you. I think to me, that's one of the ones that we just skip out on so often is joy. Like what, what does it actually look like to be a joyful person? Yeah. Um, you know, because that's a part of the calling. Like it is, that's, that's one of the fruit. (laughs) And for me, you know why why it's helpful to really like think about it and to really sit on like the word joy for example is when i actually work it through like what does it mean the best definition i've heard by the way of joy is that it's a pervasive sense of well-being so like complete well-being throughout your whole being that's you know really independent of circumstances yeah and so when i really think that through about like a happy day or a sad day or a challenging day I actually really want that for my life. It's not a burden. It's like, oh man, if I could have a life that is full of those things, enjoy being one of them, I want that. Right. I think that's a really important part of our discipleship is that the picture that we have in our mind and that's before us is something that we really desire. Right. And and I think, so I this just came to mind as we were, we were talking about this. Like, I think this is a really important part of just this conversation of measurement and measuring because because when we, we think of discipleship, which this series, the basic series, is meant to be about discipleship, it's really easy to think about, well, this is just me teaching other people about Jesus. Like, that's what discipleship is. But that's, but that's not 
It's a really, really, really tiny piece of the pie of what discipleship is. And I am thankful for this idea of measurement because we not only measure our um, fruit from ministries, right, which uh, which Jay preached about a bit on Sundays, is looking at the, the fruit of ministries. Um, but there's also, so there's this measurement of ministries or relationships or um, discipling relationships, but we also have to be measuring, and we've been talking about this for the past five minutes, um, ourselves in our mm-hmm. own walk. And like they're intrinsically tied together, um, which is why, you know, we, we zero in on discipleship so much is that um, if, if we are growing in Christ likeness, the natural outpouring of that will be to bring other people along with exactly. us um, because the call is to love God and, and love others um, in the same way. Like the, if, if we are, um, I lost my train of thought, <laughs> but I was going to say that they're, they're, they're tied together, right? This, this idea of like measuring, um, measuring, having, having a healthy measurement of our own walk goals, aim direction, but also having a healthy measurement goals, aim direction of our ministries, our discipleship as yes. well. Um, it's so important. So I, I don't want it to, I feel like it's really easy to zero in on one or the other. And it we is. were kind of zeroing in on the personal aspect of it. But I think the important thing to think about is when we zero in on that personal part, we also have to zero in on that you know, that, that, that out, outward reflection. Yeah. And it's interesting, like when Jesus called some of his very first followers and he said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. They, I, I don't think at the time knew what that would actually mean to right. fish for men. Um, they were fishermen, so they knew how to fish for fish, but what would that even mean to gather up men? Yeah. Cause you think and of so, hearing that we, we hear it all the time, but yeah. like for them hearing like, it's a, it's a, throw nets on people jesus what are you talking about yeah, imagine hearing it for the first time directed at you by jesus so i think it's interesting that they have to become those kinds of people and there's a process they go through in walking with him it, it part of it is that if we are growing in our connection with jesus and in our intimacy with him sharing him with others like you said is natural and that's where we get some of the passages even that we looked at on Sunday, um, like the Matthew seven one, right? It, describing fruit, that's yeah. a very natural thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, so that's actually a really good transition then to looking at it, um, because something that's really struck me, and it's something that we're going to talk about. So we're recording this on a Wednesday, which means my brain is thinking about Wednesday night tonight with the youth group. Um, our youth group has been following up the Sunday sermons with kind of a um, an unpacking of them. Um, and I'm really thinking about it from the perspective of being at the end of the yardstick and evaluating the fruit. And what strikes me is that um, we actually do two different things on the other end of the yardstick, right? So if, if we're at the beginning, we're looking towards our, our goals, our direction, our aim, right? Um, the, the goal in that is faithfulness, right? The goal in that is, is Jesus. We're pursuing Jesus. On the other end, when it comes to the fruit part of it, like during the process, we're evaluating, we're looking at the fruit. The measuring stick is no longer Jesus because who are we to, <laughs> who are we to measure Jesus, right? Um, we're not. Uh, but we are called to measure the fruit of our walk, the fruit of our day, the fruit of our discipleship, the fruit of our ministries. And I, I was so struck by the fact that it seems like it, it, it's two different things. The goal and the aim is not fruit, it's faithfulness. The goal is faithfulness, Right. But the way that we evaluate that faithfulness, the way that we take a look at it, stock inventory is the fruit of that faithfulness. Um, and so I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Hmm. That's a good distinction. You think it's a fair distinction? Yeah, I'm trying to think if if I would, I see what you're saying. I don't know if I would separate them quite as like 
because it's an overlap is what I'm thinking in my mind. Oh, sure. So there's, sure. There's fruit is actually a goal. Um, but I think it starts with faithfulness. Right. You know, so fruit will come, whether it's the fruit of the spirit or more followers of Jesus and so on. I mean, I think the, the ditches that Jay described, I think were helpful. So there's the ditch of like, we can't measure it all. So like thinking about Wednesday night, um, Moana youth group, um, Sunday morning services, we can't yeah, measure yeah. it. Right. Um, that's one ditch. There's just nothing we can measure. And the other one is we just measure by some worldly means, like by just counting. Right. So man, we number must have people, yeah. the best youth group ever because this number of people came. And everyone, I think, intuitively knows at some level that that if that's the only measurement we use, that's not going to work, right? Because like concerts have more people than any youth group, doesn't mean that they're going after the fruitfulness and faithfulness that right, we just described, right. right? Or Packer games, for that matter. Yeah, you know, that's the the probably the largest event in in our state, really, is the Packer game. But I'm not sure it was resulting necessarily at all in what we're talking about. But so there's more. So it's like we can measure, though, by saying, look, there's new life coming in, right? There are new people who are coming to know Jesus or growing in him or having new experiences of his faithfulness in their life. That is something I think that should encourage our hearts because it's evidence of the Spirit's work, you know, among us and in right, us. Right. It, I heard one author say that, you know, our tendency as humans is to count at events and to count the number of people and he said, and sort of, instead of counting them, we should probably actually be weighing them. And he didn't mean like how much pounds, how many pounds do they weigh, but like for the depth of their walk with Jesus. So like over right, time, right. Um, for the people who are coming in to our lives, we would want Jesus to be working in them and in us in such a way that we're like thicker in him or whatever. You, I don't know how you want to call, say that, but we basically weigh more in our Christ likeness than we did before we met him. Right. We, we grew in our love for God and we grew yes. in our love for others. Like that's, you know, and that, that again though, that's faithfulness, right? So the, the fruit then, and it's it kind of like this, this, this cycle of, well then the fruit, if it produced that faithfulness will then produce, you know, more. And that's what, and people who are doing that, like in, in that, if that's the reality, they, you will see numerical growth, not necessarily hundreds more, but you will see people, coming around those people because they become people of life. Like other people can feel it and sense God in them. What's the aroma of life, right? It That's is. what scripture says. It is. And, the aroma of life. And then those people will very intentionally be sharing Jesus because they will be full of God's courage and confidence that he's with them and protection and all the things that, you know, I can become obstacles to us in sharing Jesus that way. It, it's just all connected. It's interesting how we can compartmentalize them, like evangelism's over here, discipleship's here. and But really, they all end up flowing out of the exact same stream right. of walking with Jesus and his spirit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, so I just kind of going back to that dichotomy really quickly yes. because of between faithfulness and fruitfulness, because I've, I've been thinking about this too. When, when we aim for, and I think one of the quotes that stuck with me from from the sermon on Sunday was was this. Uh, looking at the wrong fruit will either create an, create an ungodly discouragement or ungodly self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. Both are ungodly. Neither one are God's good pleasure, which is way better than those things, right? Looking at the, at the wrong fruit. And I want to, I, I think, first of all, that is awesome. Like when we look at the wrong measuring stick, when we look at the wrong things, like, yeah, it's going to either discourage you and really bum you out. Um, I'll, I'll never forget my, my first Wednesday here, just sharing this. I don't, I don't think I've, 
really shared much. My first Wednesday here, so I, I came uh, in August. I had a couple of weeks to plan and get ready for uh, youth group to start back up in September. First September was crazy. We had like 70 kids back in the youth wing. It was it was awesome. It was jam-packed. It was, it was packed to the brim. And like slowly over the next couple of weeks, we had less and less kids. Mm. Until we, we settled at about, you know, 40, 40-ish kids. But it's like, you know, a little under half just kind of like disappeared. And and I was so discouraged. I was so, I was like, what just happened? Um, and, and you know what? It created that ungodly discouragement because I didn't see what God was doing. And am, am I bummed that they weren't there? Yeah, I'm, I'm still bummed that, you know, those who walked away. But I'm no longer bummed in the sense that I, I'm no longer allowing it to go, well, this wasn't... Uh, I'm trying to think of the best way of explaining it. It's no longer a, a spiritual weight on me. It's a, I just wanted them to be there, be a part of the joy of that, you know? Yes. It's no longer a, um, well, I wasn't being faithful in, in ministry. Um, it was, okay, that's what, that's what happened. You just kind of keep moving forward. This is why I think the faithfulness is, is so important. And then, sorry, my thoughts are a little scattered. Getting them back together. I would even go a step further and say, when we look at fruit as our goal, even sometimes looking at the right fruit, what will end up happening is we'll, we'll aim for things that are good, but fruit after a while spoils. I don't know if you've ever smelled bad fruit before, but like it can be good for a while and then over time it will spoil, it will rot, it will kind of reveal itself to be, um, to, be to be gone. And and that's that's the uh, that's then the self, ungodly self-righteousness part of it, right? Mm. So that's when we look at the things that are like, Oh yeah, I have joy until you don't, mm-hmm. you know, until you're, you know, hit with, uh, you're, you're hit with something that, that steals it from you. And yes. you, you recognize that all of your faith was in the fruit and it wasn't in, uh, you know, it wasn't in the fruit giver. Um, which I, I, to me just like really stood out to me as we were thinking about this. And I, I think that like evaluating not only our ministries, but ourselves, like we'll find a lot of like bad roots and bad fruit in our lives, if we take the time to go, well, where does that discouragement come from? Where was that, you know, ungodly self-righteousness coming from? Um, and it can be from things that disguise themselves as peace, joy, patience, love, you know? It's like a counterfeit. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. It masks itself as the real thing. And it's interesting how it's painful when suddenly you don't have joy and you realize the joy that you had wasn't coming from where you thought. Like, is that what I'm catching from you? Yeah. Like it, it yeah. was coming from a source yeah. other than from God. Yeah. It's interesting how even the disappointment in that moment or whatever the, the feeling is, is actually still his mercy and love because he is, he's peeling back another layer and showing us, okay, here's where I'm still working. And even though if it still stinks, right? It's like, oh, I don't want that feeling today. Lord have mercy on all of us listening that we don't have that today. Right. But when we do, I think approached from this again, perspective of I belong to him. He has purchased me. I'm his son. I'm his daughter secure. We can actually have those moments of him peeling that back and realizing, wow, that fruit isn't what it could be yet. And I'm going to, and that's part of the process, you know? And so I think discipleship, it's, it's interesting. It can be romanticized, Sure. I don't know that's the best word or like yeah. idealized. Maybe yeah. that's a better word. But I think the reality of discipleship is that it ends up being pretty messy. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. we're messy. We are, you know, we can be really fickle. We're up and down and that's just how it is. I, I do think it's helpful to think in seasons. Like you said that fruit can spoil. It's interesting that 
you know, we, if we picked up an apple, we, you know, intuitively it comes from an apple tree. We also know that around here, apples don't come all year round. Right. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that tree in those moments of barrenness. And I think there's something to be said. I wouldn't take that hundred percent literally with our spiritual life, but there's something, something to be said that we can have this sense of, I don't know what fruit I'm seeing right now, either in my own heart or around me. I think that moment of realizing that is actually God's mercy. Oh yeah. And yeah. that can be an important step in us crying out to God. I want that Lord. I want your fruit both in my heart and soul and around me and the, in the ministries that you've given me throughout my day. That's a really important moment for well, all of us. And it happens I think over and over again. Yeah. And isn't that just the recognition that you're not the one that grows the fruit. Yeah, like God, God's the one that grows the fruit that, that goes back to the being faithful thing mm-hmm. and, and, allow God to produce the fruit that he's going to produce. And in the, in the seasons, like you said, where there's no fruit being produced, be faithful, but you know, be, be faithful and, and trust that God is doing something bigger than you could ever imagine. Um, and you have no idea you, you have, you have no idea how God is using that or who's actually watching you. Um, you know, I, I, I think there are a lot of, I'll, I'll give this example, right? I think there are a lot of fathers out there. I'll think of this from like my perspective. There are a lot of fathers out there, a lot of men out there who who think in terms of like these these big things, and they want to go and do these big things. Um, and sometimes they will uh, they will sacrifice the small things that they've been called towards being obedient over. They will they will sacrifice those things in order to pursue uh, the, the big things that are going to produce the crazy fruit and all of that. All while missing the fact that you know if if you're if you're your father if you if you have, you know, children and a wife, um, and, and th- I mean, this is the same for, for mothers too. This isn't just, just a dad's thing, but I'm thinking about it from my, my perspective, right? Like those, those eyes are watching you, you know, you don't know the kind of fruit that you're producing in the lives of your, your children in, in your family. And sometimes it's not the, you sitting them down to have a conversation with them. It's the, you being faithful to wake up in the morning and spend time in God's word. And they see that, hmm. um, I'll never forget. I had, I had a friend growing up, um, who they told me how impactful the most impactful thing that, that their mother did was uh, it wasn't sending them to church. It wasn't, it was the fact that she was awake every single morning at the kitchen table with a cup of coffee, reading God's word for at least a half an hour every morning, no matter what Mm. that was like her thing. And that was the most impactful thing on their walk. And so you, you have no idea. We talk about seasons. Like it might seem like there's no fruit that's being produced, but you have, you have no idea. And, I just like I I think that that is that is double and triple when it comes to you know mothers and fathers who have little eyes that are watching them, um, because I I will see um, mothers and fathers that want to sacrifice that and I guess this is from like the youth ministry perspective I'm thinking like mm-hmm. uh, the the students that I have um, I get I get an hour and a half on a Wednesday evening with some students you know and and I I try to get more with with students outside of that but like sometimes all the, all the discipleship gets just exported onto this like little, little tiny window, not recognizing that it's, it's what, what you're doing at home that really is producing, uh, or, or helping produce these fruit, you know? So anyway, I guess I say all that to say that don't, it's the faithful aim for faithfulness, aim, aim for Christ likeness, aim for, um, aim for that. And then just watch, let God produce the fruit, leave it out. It's not, it's not in your hands. It's in his hands. And part of, part of growth and experiencing growth in him an odd part of it is that a sense of realizing 
how far there is yet to go. For sure. So to me, the people that I've met, you know, who are older than me in life and who've been walking with Jesus for longer, when you ask them what's really important today, they will always come back to eventually depending on Christ and the gospel of Jesus and his grace because, man, am I broken without him. And it's interesting. You would, you would partly think intuitively that maybe as you grow, the sense of that need is less and less because you've grown, but actually it's the opposite. No, it goes the all, the way back, grow, all the way back to what you said is it, it's, it's the desperation. It is. Right? You just know I need him so much today. If anyone around me is going to experience his love through me, it has to be because he showed up. Yeah. And I think for me, the more I walk with him, the more I'm convinced of that. Yeah, totally. Dude, this has been great talking. Yeah, seriously. I, I love I love getting to, to do these. And uh, uh, I, I, I secretly look forward to it. Not that I, I'm, I'm happy that Jay and Robbie are gone. I love it when they're in the office, but I love getting to do these podcasts with you. This, is, this has been good. It's a delight. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. If you have uh, any questions or anything that you would like tackled on the podcast, uh, I I know that both Jay and Robbie and also Jeff um, would love to tackle them. I I know that like they anticipate and look forward to those questions. So you can send them in to, I think, connect at faithpeshtigo.com. You can send us, send it to us on Facebook. If you're friends with on Facebook, just send us a Facebook message. Um, And if, if they have a chance to tackle it, they will totally tackle it. Um, also if you're listening to this and we've never met you, like you connect with us, let us know you're listening. Let us know how we can be praying for you. We love praying for those who are also listening and, uh, and, and, and being, um, hopefully blessed by, uh, these resources. But, uh, with all that being said, grace and peace of Christ. Be with you.